0: Alright, welcome to In Search of the Story. This week, Olivia is out, she's been busy, so today I am joined by Kaylin Main. Maine, What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Hi uh, guys, you know, I just thought I'd try to invade as many podcasts as I can before Gravel uh, finally wraps my knuckles with a n- rolled up newspaper and tells me to get back in my shed. So... Yeah, I've, I'm invading in search of the story um, with a particular topic in mind. And this was... Yeah, so, you, sorry.
0: I was going to say, do you want to introduce today's topic? Because it is your idea.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. So as as, as Audrey said, um, I bounced this idea about in chat as like a co-op thing. And well, turns out that Audrey was really excited to do it. And... Olivia dropped out so yeah Uh, the topic in mind is a personal favorite that I find in games which is bad or downer endings and what these are is when you've been fighting through this game you've been uh, cutting away zombies you've been rescuing people left right and center and then you arrive and you're ready for the finale and then you find out that everything has gone wrong. That no one likes you. That all your best buddies are dead. Your family are dead. Um, you've gone to hell. Things like that, you know. Everything has somehow worked out. Not only not well, but just downright negative. Um... And you know we got some examples, although I'll bet a lot of them that I was throwing around to Aldry, he kind of doesn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of the ones that had like multiple choice endings where they all turned out bad, and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't very much aware of a lot of those.
1: Hmm. But um. I mean, multiple choice is another machine in of itself because we're talking about games where you've not only progressed through all the plot, but you are actively making a choice and both of them end badly. And to some, it could be seen as taking control out of the player's hands and basically saying no matter what, your efforts were for naught
0: but we can get more into this when we get to the section where we talk about games that have multiple choices <laughs> that all end to depressing. Yeah, And I think we should start off with just general games that have a singular ending that just end up as downers.
1: Yeah, and there's a good few, I think. Um, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3, for example, it's like you've... Oh yeah, by the way, guys... Um, We're going to be talking about spoilers. If you hate spoilers, you might want to dash out the room, like flee for the hills. Um,
0: Because of the nature of talking about endings of video games, it will be a 100% spoiler cast.
1: Yep. And I can't tell you right now what games I'm going to spoil. So um, it might be an idea even when this podcast sets post, if there's a list of games we're going to spoil. Um, yeah,
0: okay I'll, uh, I'll make up a list just cut uh, this section out.
1: Okay. So yep. so for instance in Melkis Solid 3 you are the big you are the original naked snake um tasked to go through a forest and secure a Soviet scientist that wants to defect to the US only to find out that there is a double cross and big boss your boss has betrayed you and along with her crew and you're then tasked to take her down take down Vulcan take down uh just basically rescue the scientists and stop Metal Gear but does it end well (sighs)
0: No, Does the ending was so sad when, because it, it, the game makes it very apparent that Naked Snake has a very big attachment to Big Boss the defector and at the end through the whole game the player thinks oh, the person's just a traitor, they betrayed us but at the end of the game Big Boss stands there telling you in a beautiful scene it, it's so well built that it just smashes home all emotions and big boss is standing there saying no this is this is my last mission for the states i was made to defect for the future missions to work i am doing my job but this is where we have to fight to the death and essentially you kill big boss and this is also where you find out that there is somewhat of a romantic attachment or just a student teacher tight connection that ends up getting lost in the death and it it's not even that that's the most downer part. It continues on where one of the main enemies in the game turns out to be working for, for your uh, home country as a double-crosser themselves. And then it continues on where the main character, Naked Snake, Snake dons the name of Big Boss, but is so offended by what he's been told to do that he leaves the United States. He leaves to create his own nation. He defects and swears off all national... Entities.
1: Yeah. And you know what? While we're talking about Metal Gear, because it still continues on, I mean a lot of the Metal Gear series isn't positive in the slightest in its endings. Uh Metal Gear Solid One is bittersweet, yeah, and two, two two's plot, let's be honest, is a mess, so I'm not even gonna dissect what the hell that was. Um Frey's a straight downer. Four, I believe, is pretty much a downer as well.
0: No, Four has a very heavy ending where Solid Snake, a clone of Naked Snake, attempts suicide but fails. And it's a very heavy scene of watching him hold a gun to his head. And before firing, Big Boss, a.k.a. Naked Snake turned Big Boss, shows up and convinces him not to kill himself. So it's a bit of a bittersweet, but it has a very big downer ending because you see Salt Snake literally dying due to the nanomachines that the government's injected him with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you see what became of Zero from Free as he's basically just a vegetable. And then you play Phantom Pain, and that's a that's a downer. That is definitely a downer especially if you know the context of where um, where Phantom Pain lies in relation to Metal Gear 1 and 2 as
0: I'm not fully aware I can't remember right now I'm only like 100 hours in and only on like the second half of the game
1: okay I better not spoil what happens in Phantom Pain <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man because it it's, it's a hell of a twist hell of a twist Ooh.
0: oh I believe it I know it has a lot to do with language and phantom pain
1: I wouldn't but, say that's anything to do with the twist but yeah oh
0: no interesting all right so there are many other <laughs> games with downer endings other yep. than just Metal Gear
1: Doki Doki um. Literature Club
0: oh tell us about that one. Oh man so free to play game um
1: you you have your best friend who invites you to join the literature club, yay, and then she has cupcakes that she's prepared, and then you can hang out with one of the two other girls a super serious um grim girl individual like um one like one of those golf girls that always work at hot topic, and you can hang out with her or you can hang out with a silly light hearted girl who just want to make poetry about rabbits and flowers and cute things and then you progress deeper into this and then you find out that your best friend who invited you to the literature club actually has depression and then she um and then she proposes to you that she loves you and no matter what you say she stops turning up to the literature club so you go and visit her in her own home and all the doors are unlocked and you go upstairs and you open the door and you see her hanging there
0: oh that's rough
1: and then the game disintegrates from there on as you can replay it but now she is deleted and now the cute girl and the um hot topic goth girl basically become manic. Um I played it while being best friends with Yuri was her name? I think it was Yuri, the as I said, the goth girl. And she ends up losing her mind as she gradually becomes more fixated on her knives, on self mutilation in an erotic sense. Uh, She fetishizes a pen you dropped once. She really goes off the deep end and then just decides that she's going to stab herself in the chest. Because why not? You know, you need... That sounds like a lovely thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So your character spends the entire weekend staring at the cooling body of the goth girl, and it disintegrates even further as the Monica, who has kind of been in the background all this time as the head of the literature club, reveals her hand and basically says that she is controlling the events and it. And the only way to fix things is to delete her from the game files themselves, and then from there, even if you reboot it, you've the friend that you first made who introduced you to Lo- Doki Doki to the Literature Club. She goes a bit fucking. She goes a bit manic as well, so. And then decides at the last moment before she succumbs to power to just delete everything in the game, and it's just it's bleak, but in that kind of like absurdist kind of way where pe- people became too powerful with the knowledge that they could affect what they can do with the get within the setting. By changing the source code themselves, becoming self-aware, and there you go <laughs> in the end, they just destroyed
0: themselves. That sounds like Uh, the Fermi's paradox or something like that, based on like alien life. Uh, it's it goes along something like that. Um, all intelligent life is destined to destroy itself. That's why we have yet to find alien life form because as soon as they go intelligent, they destroy themselves. So
1: we're not intelligent yet.
0: Uh, I guess not. (laughs) Um... Yeah. I would even say games like Final Fantasy has some really good ones that have uh, really downer endings. If you look at the PSP-exclusive Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which is a prequel to everyone's favorite Final Fantasy VII, it's a story of Zack... Uh, basically having to go and save Cloud, the main character of Final Fantasy Seven. But along the way, Sephiroth comes around, he turns evil due to Geneva, I believe the entity's name is, the one that's supplying all the main power, I believe. It's been a long time since I played. But essentially, it goes all the way up to the end. You're playing a Zach and you finally have Cloud on a train going to the city where he'll be safe. And you have to fend off the army. That are trying to get to Cloud and kill him. In the process, you die. And then it gets really depressing because the camera zooms right in on Zack's face. And all you do is watch his eyes go from open to shut. And he's dead. So basically the player spent all this time getting attached to a cool character. And of course it's an RPG game. So it's a long, long game just for the main character to wind up dead. But of course they have to because it needs... Zack's not in Final Fantasy VII. So they used the downer ending to make... It makes sense for Final Fantasy VII because the character wasn't there. But still, it it made his journey have more emphasis. And his actions have more emphasis due to him dying for his beliefs and for what he thought was right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, if a character is sacrificing themselves for something they believe in, it puts a lot more emphasis on what they believe in. And I think that's a point we're going to start sliding into as I admit the rest of the games I've got in mind that I'd like to talk about are games that have choices. Um, But both, both or all of them are just downers all the way through and um, I mean one of them Audrey hasn't played is going to is Life is Strange not going to say what happens in it but that's one such example and it's an example of a game where I think they went with the ending that makes most sense but it by the nature of it it's a downer and I think that's one of the most important things about downer endings is it's got to be an ending that makes sense, that isn't just grim for the sake of grimdark.
0: Yeah, but it it makes sense. And then there's also games out there that give you downer endings depending on your choices to show that there are consequences to your actions. Like if you look at Dishonored 1, if you play through in uh, in High Chaos where you're killing everyone, you teach little Emily, your unknown child that no one knows you're the father of, that murder is good. And when she rises to the throne, she becomes an evil empress, killing and mangling people left, right, and center. Also, at the end, if you don't even react fast enough, because for whatever reason, little Emily can even die, showing you the consequences of your action of being just a downright jerk or not even reacting fast enough to save a child or doing the wrong thing can just straight up end up with your child either dying or turning into one of the most evil people in the universe
1: i mean on a related note tokyo dark um which is i believe i reviewed it for no i didn't review it for gaming historia Tokyo Dark is like an investigative detective story where you find out that a, um, your partner goes missing, and so you track him down to a sewer. But the problem is, is the person that's putting a gun to his head was the girl you shot about a few weeks back in the face. And weirdly enough, girls that get shot in the face probably shouldn't be walking about. And you start to unravel the true nature of how she's back, what her objective is, what's going on, and things like that. And they're all downers. All absolute downers. Some of them have that hint that the world is going to end. Some of them have... That your character is scarred at best ruined absolutely ruined at worse um, and sometimes both, um in the case of one such ending, which you can get very early on, where you actually drive your character to kill themselves, you know that is a choice you can make. And there's a lot of endings like that, but sometimes another important point about choice endings that are downers or bittersweet at best is sometimes the nature of it being a downer are the things that you were never meant to prevent, like in the case of the Yorg, where a cataclysm... Is going to come to swipe the town. And you have. I think it's six. Days to prepare. Something like that. Um, and each day. You get to do various tasks. In town. And you're not going to prevent. Whatever this york is. It's just not going to happen. But what you can do is you can prepare, you can get so much intelligence, so much magic, so much strength, so much money, so on. And by these, you determine what you're going to be doing after the conclusion, after the York has come and decimated the town. If you'll stay around, if you'll go, if you'll become just a drunk who is just forever trying to drink away all the memories you have or in one ending you become Batman where you fight crime and then with the collapse you fight crime so well you end up traversing back traversing far off lands but it's still a bit of a downer or bittersweet at best because the York still came and ruined the entire town Um, but I mean, there's also other classics, which I think that Audrey might know a bit better, like Dying Like the Following, which I consider one of the better endings about. I don't know if I'd put it in the top five endings, but I basically, uh... You end up following up a cult uh, because you hear rumours that they've found a way to cure the zombie virus. But what they end up actually finding out is a way to mutate it so they become rabid at night but sane during the day. And you're given the choice as someone who's infected either you succumb to Like you just leave. You just go. And just let the virus be as it is. And needless to say. You take it out on a family. After you've left. Or. You go into another room. And you detonate a nuke. And just wipe. The entire face of the game. Off the map. Not only of the following. But also the place that the original Dying Light story is set.
0: And the thing I liked about these endings was it wasn't the happy-go-lucky, oh, I found a cure. It's, no, let's be realistic here and talk about what would really happen. And basically, there's the one actual, um what are they called again? I'm so bad with names. Um, vi- Virals? No. I don't know. I can't remember. So um, the main person you're going after is this person that seems to have a cure to the virus. But it turns out that that cure is actually the virus itself just slowly transforming people, which just makes their transformation slower. They're all infected. And you come down with the two choices, which is blow everyone up, which is honestly the thing to do because this virus cannot be cured there's no way to stop it and it's going to consume the world that this virus is only controlled in one area and nuking it is the only way to get it off the face of the world so that's the one realistic choice the pessimistic but realistic choice the other one is to say screw you screw the truth about this thing i'm going to cure people even though it's the virus and it's going to affect people which brings into a big boss fight and ends up with you getting infected. And the ending is the moment you turn and lose all humanity and become one of the creatures. And then that's the end. That's the end of your character story. They're no longer the character. They are now just a monster out to eat flesh.
1: Yep. Nom, 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 nom.
0: And neither ending has closure. Once the nuke goes, it's over. The game's just done. Roll the credits. You don't get no news broadcast that oh the world's safe now that this nuke's gone
1: well i mean that's closure you see the nuke go off like there's no oh i need to know that the nuke actually went off the nuke did go
0: off yeah but like some people might wonder if the nuke really wiped everything off or if there's some that are surviving or how's the rest of the world doing did the virus end up spreading stuff like that it's just your character's done end of story there's there's nothing else. And I, I like that kind of ending because it's different than most. Because everyone needs to give you absurd amounts of closure. Which isn't always needed.
1: I mean... On another level in terms of the closure thing... I think that... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're just not going to get closure. Like in the case of Kane and Lynch Dead Men, where it's more character-driven. Like, the entire game's character-driven. It's Sod's Law The Game, where... I mean, a lot of people rag about how awful the Kane and Lynch Dead Men endings are, but I honestly have a lot of respect for them, because before dying light like the following it was the game that i knew of where it just presented only bad endings um in the form of basically saying well well kane okay so the story is is kane is part of a mercenary group called the seven and he ends up like a mission goes horribly wrong and he just grabs the money and stashes it away because he thinks everyone else is dead turns out they didn't die they lived but he broke a very core point which is you never run off with the money and kane's family is held hostage by the by the seven told well you're going to die but you can rescue your family by getting us our money Um, so Kane already has a death sentence hanging over his head and the Seven assign Lynch to kind of keep an eye on Kane and make sure that he's playing by the rules but Lynch is a psycho with Hollywood schizophrenia where just every so often he hallucinates a ton and becomes very violent and Cain is a flawed human being using what desperate plans and they are dark plans you know he Cain is a bastard for him through like he is the type where he's just like oh i think this person has the money that we need let's go kidnapped his daughter to achieve that end it's things like that where Kane's not a good person and even his family don't like him as while he's trying to rescue his wife she is basically actively slacking him off and just telling him what a waste of space he is Um, and in the final part of the game There's only the daughter left, and Kane is trying to rescue her, and he saves her. And there's a helicopter waiting, but the three allies that helped Kane get to this point are fighting nearby, and without support, they will surely die. And Kane is presented with a choice: he either gets in the helicopter, flies off, you know, screw the screw it all, bye, and he rescues his daughter in the process but lynch hates him which kane can live with lynch hating him to be honest but so his daughter like his daughter just calls kane a fucking coward because he's let his friends die um the other alternative is at is you drag the daughter along as you go rescue the others. By the way, the others, when you turn up, they're all dead. They they get massacred. You turn up, you then quickly escape through a boat near on a nearby dock, and just as you're running along the dock, a enemy pop comes out and shoots your daughter, and you climb inside the boat. And as you set off to the sea, your daughter's gone unconscious as she's bleeding. And you sail out to the middle of absolutely nowhere. So you're basically stuck between daughter may be dead, or daughter hates your guts, so does K- Lynch. And um, in case you're curious, there is a canon ending because of Canon Lynch 2 Dog Days, which, by the way, is an absolute mess of a game. Um, the canon ending is he escaped in the helicopter, but the ending is there. Um, I mean you also talked about human Deus Ex Human Revolution
0: yeah. Suddenly. unlike the others that you talked about that no matter what you choose life doesn't always end up good that there's going to be a bad ending in Deus Ex Human Revolution there are three endings to the game and basically one's bad one's mediocre and one's kind of good all are kind of verging on the bad side but still one is ultimately going to be worse where you basically just doom humanity into oh, i can't remember fully but i believe one basically kills off a lot of people that are uh augmented and the other one just continues into society being worse with um, racism in the sense that there are well it's skewed racism it's um, people who are augmented and people who aren't. And the people who are augmented are belittled, looked down upon, and stuff like that. So it, it becomes a war of people who are augmented to people who aren't. And of course the people who are augmented are left to living ghettos and in lower income areas. Yet they have very mm-hmm. expensive machinery on their body <laughs> in the form of new limbs. Which leads into Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, which is where the world has dived into a more segmented uh, society of people who are non-augmented being the higher society and lower society being the ones that are augmented. And the whole story of Mankind Divided delves into that even more.
1: Yeah. I mean I admit I only played the original Deus Ex Human Revolution and it seemed like there was no ending that I would classify as a good ending. There was always a down downer part of it where it doesn't quite work out as well as it should.
0: Yeah, but there was there was ultimately one that was worse than all the others.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was kind of akin to the original do a sex where there was one ending where it was worse than the others, which I think if I remember rightly, it's if you kill everyone, the ending you get is basically you're given a discount by some, <laughs> by a uh, gun runner. <laughs> it's
0: kind of weird. That is weird. Also, that's, kind of funny because Deus Ex, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided are prequels to the original Deus Ex. Hmm. So I guess you can't kill anyone in Human Revolution because that's technically the first one in the story of the Deus Ex games.
1: I mean but do you meet anyone who would like appear in the later Deus Ex games because I don't know if you do. I don't believe you did in the original. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, but I know it's uh I know they are prequels though. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Um another game that has uh bad endings is Infamous 2. You ever play that one?
1: I actually didn't. You know, I played the original Infamous. I thought it was okay, you know, it was fine. But yeah,
0: So, basically, in the story of Infamous, for those who don't know, um, there was a major explosion which turned people into conduits, and the main character being Cole, being one of the main ones, who has the power of electricity. While many others have powers of different elements, Cole has power of electricity. In Infamous 2, there is a giant beast that's coming through to destroy, uh, basically destroy the whole world. And the only way to stop it, which you are told by yourself coming from the future, is because also the monster comes from the future. If you have good karma, you kill yourself in every conduit out there. There is a machine or a special power that will wipe you and every single conduit off of the face of the earth. Just end it all. There's no more conduits, no more issues, no more segregation of them the monster's death because it can never be in the future. Or you pick the bad ending, which is you basically don't really do much of anything and all the people you care about die, which is not the best best ending. So either way, both endings are pretty sad.
1: Hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's Your good thing about that type of ending for me is... It's you die or your loved ones die. It's a very. It's like. It's that kind of karmic problem. Where it's just like. You either become a tyrannical. uh, Dickhead. Who enslaves the world. Or. World peace breaks out. Because you will it to be. You know. It's. I mean, another comparison point to that is Spec Ops The Line. Like, Spec Ops The Line isn't one of those where I mean, isn't one of those where you either save the world and sacrifice yourself for the greater good, or you don't. Spec Ops The Line, you basically either blow your head off because you done goofed, you willingly walked through a city making things worse and doom the residents of Dubai. You, uh, try to get yourself rescued by soldiers, which even then that ending splits off into three as either you're recovered and it's heavily hinted. You got PTSD. Now you shoot all the soldiers because you can and And even that splits off into the two last endings where you either survive and you ring up the, use the radio off the soldiers and just grimly say, welcome to Dubai, or you die and that's it. You know, you died as almost nothing more than a bandit, really.
0: Yeah, that game really did sell home the horrors of war and it it made every ending depressing and sad because war is never a good thing it it fucks with everyone no one ever comes out of war the same and it it changes people and this this game showed it directly through the story as the main character went from normal into delusional hallucinations and it doesn't become apparent until the end of the game where it straight up tells you after you wiped out a city of people with white phosphorus, which is one of the heaviest moments in gaming history, that all the things you saw beforehand were just hallucinations and you were doing crazy things with your, teams, with your teammates beside you the whole time up until the end where you're just like, I'm, I'm, look, I'm talking to a hallucination of myself and I could kill myself or I say I'm not going to kill myself and then deal with a bunch of soldiers coming for me because of my actions
1: hmm. yeah um, and it's just a complete downer but I think that it avoids that shoot the shaggy dog moment from that because it's very easy to trap yourself into basically saying yeah you kill yourself And then nothing changes because you did that. When in reality you kill yourself, but things have changed and not to mention the point of the game was not about Dubai. It was about Walker and what he does and going through his psychological drama. And that's even assuming he's actually alive. There are some really good theories that suggest the idea that maybe... He didn't live like he died very
0: early on. Actually, I think that was kind of confirmed by the main writer who... See, it's a funny story. He told it in a podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was on. I think it was Game Apocalypse where he was talking about the development of it and the story writing to promote his new book. And uh, he said uh, his boss was trying to get him to do something for a while when it came to the story and he kept saying no. And then when it came down to the last second and he had no time to fix it or do whatever because he was in a recording booth and the game was about to launch soon that his boss had um, changed the feature that he didn't want changed. So he said, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you. He took a piece of paper, turned it around, wrote down a line, held it up for the voice actor and said, read this line. Or he just told the (laughs) voice actor to read a line, which was, um it was a line wait, about
1: didn't we do this before
0: yeah that's it yeah. wait didn't we do this before when he crashes in a plane which is to show that it's supposed to hint at this whole story is now a death hallucination post-death hallucination that the character's going through so it's basically confirmed that that was the whole the whole story he changed it on a whim <laughs> with one line because he was mad
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) fair enough i'm trying to think there i mean another one and i think this is going to be the most recent game on our list far cry 5
0: i've yet to play this then again i haven't played anything since far cry 2 (sighs) can i not can i spoil
1: five go ahead okay right so Far Cry 5's ending and by the way this ending is so bad guys it, it, it's so bad that journalists have dubbed this the worst ending in any game well a journalist I'm not going to name who because it's petty to name call in a podcast but a journalist has gone on record saying this: these are the worst endings in any game
0: um, worst as in me- like an actual, like badly done ending, or worst as in like most depressing.
1: The worst as in it's awful. Ooh, and that the entire game is the worst written AAA game.
0: That seems like a bit of a stretch, so, but yeah, let us our, know.
1: Oh man, for this guy. <laughs> It's par for the course of this individual claiming this absolute sheer nonsense. Like, I can rattle off easy 20 games which have worse endings or have worse written AAA titles. But anyway, Far Cry 5. So you are let's get through the plot very quick you are a sheriff who is there to take home a cultist leader who is praising the lord a bit too hard and has created a militia that is starting to kidnap people Um, right at the beginning of the game you can decide that um, you can decide whether to arrest Joseph Seed or unlock the secret ending by not putting the cuffs on him if you don't put the cuffs on, you're led back to the van, and you drive off. And while one of your sorry, you go, you head off in the helicopter, and while one of the, uh, I think it was the marshal who ends up screaming, basically saying, "What the hell was that? You know, we could have had him. We had him right there." Um, the sheriff sorry you're playing as a deputy the sheriff um white horse basically says well actually i think that in the circumstances if we did anything we wouldn't be walking away alive and you know what i don't care if you try to court martial us because at least we walked away alive and that's and that weirdly enough is as positive as the game gets It's all downhill from here. So you. So let's say you slap the cuffs on Joseph Seed. That's it. End of the line. No more cult. Except as you head off in the helicopter. The helicopter crashes. And the Joseph Seed escapes free. And most of your allies get captured. Including you. Um, But. But it's okay. You know what? It's it's okay because eventually you free all your friends, some of them die, including the Marshall um, and the which at one point you get brainwashed to ha- get psychotic every time you hear a particular song and right at the ending you confront Joseph Seed again and you are given a choice you are told Ivy you're going to arrest Joseph Seed, this is it you've done too much, you've killed my friends etc, etc, etc or you decide to walk away if you walk away you get back in the van you drive off and no matter how angry they the one of the deputies gets the sheriff basically says no we're not leaving this alone we're going back and we're getting a national guard in because this is ludicrous And just then, as he messes with the radio, the song that makes you go psychotic comes on the radio, hinting that probably what happened next is you shot all your friends. And then we hit the the darkest ending. If you slap the cuffs on Seed... If you try to arrest him, you first go through a bit of a boss battle uh, with hallucinations and whatnot. And then right at the end as you slap the cuffs on and you start to lead him off, you notice strange mushroom clouds appear from the distance. And there's several of them. And then you realize that nukes are coming off. And you drive off. And you're panicking and you're going for the shelter and... It's almost like the end of days as you basically drive for shelter. The, as you crash, there's only two survivors. You, who is now chained to the bed inside the shelter, and Joseph Seed, who in his manic way basically says, I told you so. I told you it was the end times. So no matter what, the best case scenario is the horrible things keep going on. And someone's probably getting court-martialed as well.
0: Yeah, those are some, uh, some pretty depressing endings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, guys, I just don't know if they're the worst endings in a game. I'm not so sure, you know. I I've, I've played other games, <laughs> like, um.
0: <laughs> I mean, like those still make sense, though, because yeah, he might have been a crazy cultist, but he ha- he has some sort of idea that the end was coming, and it came. Like,
1: it came hard. Yeah, it it came hard. It's a bit silly in its own way, but you know what? What it feels like. Is there are. In an interview. With Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was. I believe it was in an interview. He revealed that the. Ending of. uh, Red state. Is actually changed. And that the original. Ending of red state. Was that when the horns. Are going off. Angels descend from the heavens. And impale John Goodman's character with a sword or a lance. In the actual ending, basically the police rest the cult. But there was always that ending, like... The concept ending, where it's like the rapture does happen. And I think that Far Cry 5's nuke ending was that it's basically the video game equivalent of that red state ending. But I mean, I dig it. I dig it. I think if nothing else, it's bold. It's a bold idea.
0: Yeah, it is bold. And I I remember the whole reason red state was created by Kevin Smith is because, um, there was there was a gay man that he was friends with that wanted that did an interview with Westboro Baptist Church or something like that, and was too scared to publish or do anything about it. So Kevin Smith is like, "Screw it, I'll do it," and made a movie about it all. And that's why Red State is the movie. It is. It's all based on the Westboro Baptist Church.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's very. There is a very, very, like, it's barely disguised that it is about the Westboro Baptist Church because there is one scene where they are protesting outside of a funeral, I think. I might have gone that detail wrong, but I do remember there was something akin to that where it links in what the Westboro, Westboro Baptist Church has been doing, but it also feels um, related to the Waco um like the Waco incident. So uh, I mean it is both about extremist Christians, but the Waco were when the sheriffs had to be called out and a lot of bad things went down. Um I mean there I'm trying to think of other more dark endings i mean
0: have you played the darkness games yeah yeah well i just don't remember the endings of those okay well the ending for the darkness one involves your girlfriend jenny getting killed by your adoptive uncle father figure who's the leader of the mafia that you've been raised to be the star hitman of yeah polly polly Yeah. yeah he kills your girlfriend jenny and you let the darkness consume you this evil entity who is only creation is to be the counterpart of good and light and just be an overall killer so you let the darkness consume you after your girlfriend's just been murdered in front of your eyes and you go on a complete killing spree through the whole thing the whole last level is just you raising a light light through a property and lighthouse to kill your uncle paulie and as soon as you kill him the game basically ends with you just being consumed by the darkness becoming the the most dangerous thing to on the face of the earth. And the darkness too. Continues. Where you're now being chased. By an occult. But at the end of it. You get thrown into this. Like hell type state. Where you're in a. cycle ward. But one of the doctors. Is your girlfriend. But no one knows who you are. She doesn't recognize you. Nothing. And the whole thing about the end is. You're trying to convince this, this Jenny that you know her and so forth and try to figure out what's going on. And then I I believe something happens that she dies or she commits suicide and it brings you into like a further hell where you got to fight through where Jenny is uh, captured at the end. And when you get to it, Jenny's there is like, oh, you saved me. You saved me. And then she transforms into the Angelus with the Angelus being the exact counterpart of the darkness and the main enemy to the darkness and then just flies away. So you spent a whole game trying to get to Jenny because you've been hallucinating about her just for her to turn out to be your arch enemy and fly away. And you're stuck in hell in purgatory on this cliffhanger. And then to further this into real life, the studio gets shut down i believe and now there's no more darkness games
1: i was about to say this feels like a metaphor for the current darkness game series so yeah um i mean i was also thinking about far the other far cry games i mean far cry 4 i I'll be honest Far Cry 4 is a mess so I'm not going to get into that but Far Cry 3's multiple endings aren't exactly cheery themselves you either basically go back to America but there is no way your character is not a psycho at that point (laughs) like everything that occurred up to the ending of Far Cry 3 your character has gone psychotic honestly and it's not an if it's when he starts collecting scalps on the streets of New York uh and then the other ending is you get killed while um impregnating a like voss's sister huh which is ridiculous but
0: yeah and you said this was far cry 4
1: three three okay no 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 four I'm not touching with barge pole four is a mess like
0: oh so three okay
1: yeah four is a, like I mean I vaguely remember the endings and I remember just thinking that just crap
0: Um, you brought up one earlier poncho you want to tell the listeners about that one
1: Oh, Poncho. Right. So... (laughs) Okay, so you play as Poncho, which is this little robot, and you're just trying to fix the world. But... As you climb up the tower that's kind of in the centre of things, you find out that your father is hooked to a machine. And... The only way that your father can rescue the world is if... You give your heart to him, killing you in the process. If you do, a statue is made as your father rescues the land, but weeds very quickly cover it as everyone forgets who you are. Or, you decide to say, Sod it, no, I'm keeping the heart to myself. And the world is not fixed. Your father dies. You put him on a pyre and you keep living on in the post-apocalyptic state that's very akin to the last of us's post-apocalyptic state just with le- just with less uh, plant demons
0: yeah that that's pretty depressing and the whole thing how weeds grow over and forget about you it's just it, it's pretty powerful and also pretty sad because it's true like there's been many people that have done great things in our world that no one remembers at all we're all just specks of dust in passing time basically I believe that's a quote somewhere but
1: yeah 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 I think that's um a lyrics from a Linkin Park song
0: are you serious I don't even <laughs> listen to Linkin Park that's funny dude we're like
1: dust in the wind <laughs> Sorry, I'm just poking fun. But no, it's like a very uh, nihilistic view on things. Um, I mean, can you think of any other games with bad endings? I mean, we've gone through a lot. Um, the only one else I can think of is Zero Escape.
0: Yeah. Um, I was also thinking the Far Cry... Uh, sorry, not Far Cry. Fallout 3 well as much as i mean as much as it is a happy ending in the end everything you did just leads up to you having to kill yourself you can make someone else kill themselves but it the game ends and it just basically tells you you're the worst human because you you made someone else go kill themselves for what was your journey and your task
1: yeah so Let me just sum up the um, ending of Far Cry 3 for people who have not played it. Um, So your dad kills himself rather than let his broken machine fall into the hands of people trying to fix it. As a result, a water purifier that has no reason to exist released radiation that it shouldn't have, thus killing Colonel Autumn, who had no reason to be there. Then later, you go through a village of children who do things so you can enter vault 87 and recover a GECK, a device which would be better put use in virtually any other possible manner besides the one that you've got to acquire it for. Then Colonel Autumn, who shouldn't be alive, captures you with a flash grenade that shouldn't have worked in a place that shouldn't have been able to reach, so he could stop you from fixing the machine he wanted to fix. He then tortured for a code that didn't matter, and he had no which we had no reason not to give him and the president sets you free to enact his plan which was of no benefit to anyone uh, ourselves least of all At the final battle, everyone in the world has the same goal, turn on the water purifier. Due to this overwhelming consensus, you are obliged to fight a massive war. Colonel Autumn then gives his life to stop you from turning on the machine he was trying to turn on. In the end, the Enclave defeats themselves by sabotaging the machine they were trying to activate, causing it to explode, even though it shouldn't, and obliging us to enter the purifier and die to radiation that wasn't actually lethal Until the DLC appeared. That's ignoring the fact that you have a super mutant. Who says that it's your destiny to go in and die. Despite the fact that super mutants are not affected by radiation. And also ignoring the ghoul companion. Who just flat out refuses to do it. Even though the fact that he is healed by radiation. I would like to thank 4chan. Who actually did that lovely summary of Fallout 3. And... you know, just what a mess Bethesda's writing is at the best of times.
0: Sad, because I really like Bethesda. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Shame they th- can't write worth a damn.
0: That ending is uh, <laughs> a lot more messed up than I remember it being. Damn. <laughs> I, re- I remember having the super moon and it was like, yo, you want to go in there? And he's like, no, this is your journey. But I also read somewhere that there is stuff you can do that ends up letting you uh con- convinced the super mutant to go in there and hit the switch for you but uh yeah i can't remember any of that by this point in time it's been far too many years
1: <laughs> it's i mean to be honest far, fallout 3 and fallout 4 both have awful plots
0: yeah new vegas right. was actually pretty good even though it got a lot of hate. yeah like fallout new vegas was pretty good even though a lot of people didn't like it compared to fallout 3
1: really i mean most people i talk to about fallout tend to prefer the new vegas ones because obsidian knows their shit they know how to write a story they know what makes sense they know i mean Here's an ingenious part. Did you ever notice that Fallout New Vegas is designed in such the perfect way that it's almost like a television series? Okay, so have you got a mental image of the general plot up to reaching New Vegas? Oh,
0: refresh my memory for and for the view, listeners.
1: Um, I'm going to have a very rough time trying to remember it, honestly. It's because basically what it boils down to is you go from village to village to village and then at each village something is going on and so you fix what is going on. Like at one village you come across a motel and you find out that there's a nuke site nearby that you've got to kind of fix. Um, I think it's ghouls keep attacking... Because the, the radiation site, which I think is a n- rocket, like a rocket silo, uh, still has radiation going wild inside of it. I'm I'm very vague on that detail. I'm not going to lie. But it's just, you're sent there to fix something. And it's just, every village you go to, there is always something to fix. And it's like a TV show. Even more so, if you look at the map design, it's spiral-shaped in terms of the path to get to New Vegas. And it's when you hit New Vegas, which is the main plot of the TV show, I mean, the game, you then find out that there is more to be done considering that the NCR and the um... What do they call them? The Romans? The Neo-Romans?
0: The, um... Ah, I just had it up on my screen.
1: Imperium?
0: Uh, Caesar's Legion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 Caesar's Legion. So, you basically then find out at New Vegas that them two are warring it out for control of the, um... of the dam... And then you can decide of, okay, who actually wins out of this? Is it them? Is it New Vegas? Do they win? Or does no one win because you took control? You selfish bastard. You know, there are many choices and none of them are clear cut, good, bad, or even good for you or bad for you.
0: Either way, they're just life continues on and under someone else's control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, it is... I actually kind of find it amazing that... New Vegas is designed... like a... like a TV show. Like, you can easily split up into TV episodes. Like Pokemon, where you walk in a village... And there's a plot about that village. And you solve it. And then you go on to the next village. There's very few parts of that game where... You still go to a wildly different place. Um, Fallout 3 was like that. Where it's like very open. While New Vegas is very constructed in order. And that sounds like a bad sign of a bad open world RPG. But when a lot of people play New Vegas, it flows a lot nicer, it makes more sense, it's more coherent, and I think it helps that, you know what, it's just better written. And it it, it
0: helps <laughs> you feel like you have direction, too. Or just yeah, your exploration exactly. just feels like it matters.
1: Yeah. But that's what I mean when I say it's like a TV show. You always have an end goal always there, and it. One that you always know you'll know when you achieve it. Because you're there to shoot the guy who shot you in the face. You don't know why he shot you in the face, but he shot you in the face. So you're going to shoot him in the face back, you know. Um, so, it's kind of interesting, I think, the structure of Fallout New Vegas. and. But yeah, if you're going to play a Fallout game, play that. Yeah. I can't speak of 1 or 2, but 3 or 4 is a mess.
0: I mean, like I like 3, but yeah, New Vegas, the way it was structured was better. Fallout 4, um that I I have issues with the world design in that one.
1: There is a lot going wrong in 4, but I think that's this is the wrong place for that kind of
0: topic. Yeah. I don't know. Can you think of any other games that have a uh, downer endings?
1: I mean, at this point, we start splitting hairs. Like we start saying things like Max Payne Three has a downer ending, or, um, or that Duke Nukem Forever has a downer ending in the sense of the game development of Duke Nukem Forever has the the downer ending that is. Duke Nukem forever. (laughs) Like, what is it, 15 years? 11 years or 15? Yeah. All that work, and then all you get is just uh, someone just shat in your hands.
0: Well, the whole thing was, is like Um, Duke Nukem was in development hell, it was stopped and started so many times, and then Gearbox came around, bought it out, and finished what they had started. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... I mean, I could also talk about Zero escape but that's a bit more of a complicated subject, and honestly... I... Truth be told, I could talk about Zero escape all day long to the point where I'd almost be tempted to kind of just urge Audrey to finish the goddamn thing. Please, please, please go back to Zero Escape Virtue's As reward give it some love, give it some attention, play the goddamn game, please. It's so good. And then... We reconvene and talk about everything about that game. (laughs) Because it's really, really well written. Like, it is very clever. But... I don't want to spoil it. Because it's absolutely astounding at what it does. And I think that it's more funnier to get like an almost live commentary from Audrey as he kind of reacts actively to the the nonsense that goes on in that game and I say nonsense in the best way possible
0: fair enough uh, I'll see what I could do <laughs> anyways well before we get going I just want to say that like, I I, I wish more designers and developers would We'll put an emphasis on these downer endings because not everything has to end with some amalgamation of weird tropes to make a happy ending. Not, It's not always realistic. The, the zombie story doesn't always have to end with the cure. The zombie story doesn't always have to end with the person dying. It could just go stagnant. They've done everything they can and now they're just there. Same with any other story, post-apocalyptic or not. Even in something like Caden Lynch Dog Days or whatever anything with not every story has to be a happy ending stories can be made to make a person feel emotions they normally wouldn't or think things they normally shouldn't and it's something that developers could focus on more in the future and a lot of games that do it seem to have pretty good reviews and pretty good um get get a lot of buzz around it because they do make people think Spec Ops Line is considered one of the best hidden gems out there because of its story. Because it made people realize the horrors of war that was never talked about before. Or at least outside of a war documentary that most people don't watch because sometimes they're boring. But I digress. So that there is a lot of room for developers to expand their stories. Because I'm looking through my Steam. I look through all my game collection And I really don't have many that have a a downer ending.
1: I mean, I got loads, but I honestly actively seek it out at this point. Like, I adore downer endings. I, like, I relish it. But on the other hand, I also accept that a lot of people don't like them. That, after all this work of fighting for a game, do you really want a game to then turn around and say, well, that was all worthless? you know, but then again, I would also then argue with that a downer ending is not the same as a shoot the shaggy dog story, like not by a long shot a downer ending means it's a downer, but that's kind of it
0: yeah, you know, then they have their place and they're, they're loved by many, not by all but, you know Gotta gotta have some. Also, for the listeners, can you explain what a Shaggy Dog... uh, Shooting the Shaggy Dog ending is? For those who don't know. (laughs) Do you know? No. That's also why I'm asking.
1: (laughs) Right, so... A Shaggy Dog story is based on a joke uh, about a Shaggy Dog. Would you like to hear the joke? Yes, please. Alright. So... Once upon a time, a man has a shaggy dog, and he is proud of this shaggy dog. It is his mop. It's like a mop on legs, and he wants to show it to everyone. You know, he is proud of this shaggy dog, and he he grooms it, and he takes care of it, and he cuts his hair properly so it doesn't mat up. So it is a shaggy dog. And you know, he considers it the best shaggy dog that he has ever seen. And as such, he starts entering this, sh- showing this shaggy dog to others. He takes the shaggy dog to his child's school and he shows it to all the kids. And they're in awe and they're running their fingers through his fur and saying, My God, this is a shaggy dog. This is a wondrous specimen of shagginess. And the guy is- feels really amazing about it. And. He wants to show it to even others so when he goes down to the pub that night he takes the shaggy dog with him and all the residents crowd around starts running their fingers through his fur and feeling it up and they're just like this is the shaggiest dog we've ever seen like look at this fur it, it collects in your hand when you try to stroke it but it doesn't just mat up and like threaten to rip its fur out if you try to take your hand out You know, this is the shaggiest dog we've ever seen. Like, wow. And the guy is feeling ecstatic at this point. You know, he wants to show it to the world. And he starts looking about on the internet, seeing if there's any other venues he can show the shaggy dog to. And there is a... um, there is a local competition and he takes the dog to it and they're in awe. They're just like, Oh my God, it's shaggy. This dog is shaggy. You know, what of me, ama- like they're like all the judges crowd round. They take pictures, you know, they're, um, they're just amazed at how shaggy this dog is. Like, compared to the other dogs at the competition it blows them away it's the most amazing thing ever and he then gets the medal and told that he can go to the top leagues and he has a good chance of um getting the top prize at the national shaggiest dog competition and he's ecstatic and he takes the dog um all the way from his place in new york All the way to Florida. And it's a long trek. All the way down there. And he's feeding his dog well. um, The diet that he has built up. Of kidney beans. And burritos. And dog food. Just mashed together. And it's making this shaggy dog. Have a fantastic shaggy coat. And. He is driving all night and he even has to at one point protect his dog as people are trying to break into his car because they're in awe at how shaggy this dog is like no dog should be this shaggy and is obviously valuable and he takes the car and he drives it all the way down to Florida and he finally arrives at this competition and all the judges arrange all the dogs out and they start going down one to one to one and they're commenting about it to the owner of the dog. And they get to his dog. And the judge lays his eyes on him. And examines the coat. And he turns to the owner and says... Eh, it's not that shaggy. And just shuffles off. That is a shaggy dog story. A shaggy dog story... Is a long story, sometimes um, in disguise of a joke, a, that amounts to nothing. Just wastes everyone's time and changes nothing.
0: Yeah, that was a long ass story. I'm not even gonna lie. Not even gonna lie. <laughs>
1: And a shoot the Shaggy dog is a particular variant on it where it's like the Shaggy dog story, and I'm not going to tell it, because it's the same issue where it drags out, but it's when um, the dog gets shot and killed.
0: Because it's not Shaggy enough anymore?
1: No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's a different joke structure and different reason why the dog gets shot but the idea is, is a character like the protagonist is killed and nothing changes nothing is learnt nothing happens nothing is different they just may as well have not bothered honestly all that's changed is a cat the protagonist is dead.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. And that that does sound like a waste of time.
1: Yeah. And that is the biggest danger of a downer ending where they basically spend all this time talking about like dragging you into this grim setting. And then your character dies right at the end in a miserable way. And then you think about it, and you realise nothing has changed. Your character's dead, yeah, but nothing has really changed. No one is affected. It's pointless. But, fortunately, most downer endings don't fall into that trap, because... Unfortunately, we honestly have a system where people don't try down their endings unless if they're really gotten permission to do so.
0: Or they have a reason to do it and a st- story yeah. structure to support it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, usually they won't want to do that.
0: Like Dying Light is a good example. The story structure was as he was fighting for the cure. And when a cure came around and it turned out it wasn't, the only options were to try it anyways or to sacrifice everyone to save the rest of the world. It, it The story structure ran into it and it took the realistic look. Like you learned something that not every situation is going to come out good. Not every outcome is the outcome you want it to be. You know, sacrifices are made and hurdles are overcome, but not everything works out. Anyways, before we get more depressing on this whole depressing podcast, I think it's a good time to say goodbye.
1: All right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a good time to wrap things up. So
0: do you want to wrap it up? On behalf of Gaming Gaming Historia, I've been Chris Hepburn. And I've been Caleb May. And we would like to say thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Find us at gaminghistoria.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Twitch under Gaming Historia TV on Twitch. Have a wonderful day and goodbye. Bye.